thank you for joining us today for part three of Heritage Mississauga's 2022 placemaking webinar series. I'm Matthew Wilkinson, historian with Heritage Mississauga. We would like to begin by acknowledging that the land on which we gather today is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We recognize the importance of this land and pay our respects to the Anishinaabe and other First Nations, Métis and Inuit, past, present and future. This is the third webinar of our four-part uh, placemaking series, and today we welcome Matthew Marsili from the Argo Development Group with his presentation entitled, Lakeview Village, Wouldn't It Be Nice to Live Together? Matthew is a development manager with Argo Development Corporation, one of the five development partners working, in the, working on the Lakeview Village project. His experience across Ontario on a variety of development projects helped shape the work being completed on the Lakeview, on Lake, on the Lakeview Village project, with sustainability, connectivity, and, a health, and healthy community development as key goals. Matthew attended planning school at Queen's University and has worked on the Lakeview Village project since 2018. So thank you and welcome Matthew to our uh, Heritage Mississauga's 2022 placemaking webinar series. Perfect, thanks for the great introduction, Matthew. Uh, that's confusing to say that, but uh, great to have the opportunity to speak with all of you today about uh, amazing project down here at Lakeview in Mississauga. So I'll just take a second here to share my screen. So today, uh, as part of my presentation, I'll be focusing on uh, our Lakeview Village project. And as uh, Matthew had mentioned, uh, my name's Matthew Marsili. I'm a development manager with a group called Argo Development Corporation. We're one of five partners that make up the partnership that's working on this amazing project on the shores of Lake Ontario, which will reconnect Mississauga to a site that really has been disconnected over the past 60 plus years uh, in the city of Mississauga on the shores of Lake Ontario. I'll talk a little bit to start about the project and the partnership and, and how we came to be. Um, in 2008, uh, the province had decided to eliminate the use of coal-fired coal power uh, across Ontario to seek more green, sustainable avenues to produce power. Um, and after 2008, there was a, a long process, which I'll get into a bit later on, uh, which ultimately transformed the lands from an industrial use over to a community use and ultimately a mixed use residential designation uh, with lots of work done by the former uh, councillor Jim Toby and other community members as well. Uh, in 2018, after all that work was completed, set the framework for the plan. Uh, Myself, as part of Argo Development Corporation, along with our fantastic partnership through TAC Construction, Green Park Group, CCI Developments, and Brand Haven Homes, uh, were able to purchase the property from OPG and continue that vision uh, that was initially set out uh, by the community uh, and, and really try to deliver this, this amazing project on the shores of Lake Ontario. Before I kind of move into some more details on that and more details on the history, I'd be remiss to, to not give a, a quick shout out to not just our partners who are who enable us to do the amazing work we do on this project every single day, but also to our amazing wide consultant team. This is a, a unique project on the shores of Lake Ontario, I, a, a certainly one of a kind type of project in Mississauga and even in Ontario and in Canada. And without everything from landscape architects to planners to engineers, to district energy specialists, uh, to uh, to other architects coming from worldwide search, 
um, we wouldn't be able to be at the place we are today. So we thought we'd give a, a chance to acknowledge them and their work on this project as well. A bit of context for any of you that, that might not know where the site is, uh, where obviously the big Lakeview uh, logo is and where the highlighting is, is the location of the site, the former site of the Four Sisters power plant in Mississauga. Uh, and I'll have a few images and talk about that in a little bit. But of course, decommissioned, as I had mentioned, and created into a brand new opportunity to create an amazing waterfront community uh, on the shores of Mississauga. Uh, as you can see, we're just about 1.6 kilometers away from the Toronto Etobicoke border at Long Branch Station, and then about the same amount of distance, just a little bit more over to Port Credit Go, and you can see also City Square One City Centre as part of this context. The site, I, I think many people would be very aware of the past in the site in terms of a coal fire power plant, and, and we'll talk about that and, and how that kind of came to end. But just really quickly, uh, what a lot of people don't understand about the site is this is actually the site of Canada's first airport. It was actually an aerodrome at the time uh, because there were no commercial sites at the time. So the photo on the right is, uh, is a photo of that. And, and of course, a, a large historic use with that. And it, in the Second World War, in and during the Second World War, the site was, as well as a small arms building adjacent just down the road at Dixie and Lakeshore, transformed into a military and ammunition uh, manufacturing facility. So quite a bit of history on this site uh, and something that we're trying to acknowledge through our work that we're completing uh, through our parks process and, and all our interpretation plans that we're currently undergoing with our consulting team and the city of Mississauga. And then finally, we have the Lakeview Generating Station, uh, affectionately named the Four Sisters for the four smokestacks, uh, kind of protruding out into the sky over 60 meters uh, back when this, uh, when this power generation station was operational. I mentioned it before, it was a, a polluting use uh, on the site from the 1960s all the way until 2006 and finally demolished, demolished in 2008. And really just a, a different type of use, a different type of era on this waterfront. This waterfront was an industrial place, a place for utility uses and completely different for the vision that has been worked on since 2008 uh, for this site. Uh, but of course, an important acknowledgement to, to what really was a landmark on Lake Ontario for a long time uh, in this site. So I mentioned that we had purchased the property in uh, 2018 uh, from OPG. Um, in 2018, uh, we purchased the property. Uh, that did not mean that all the work was completed out on site. Uh, we were handed the site with the four sisters demolished in the previous photo. Um, however, we were left a four acre slab on the site. Uh, as you can imagine in the 1960s, there certainly was no shyness in the use of concrete and rebar, uh, as you can tell from the image here. So from our purchase in 2018, we immediately set out to demolish all of the underground infrastructure that was left over from this old coal polluting use. Uh, and we spent over two years doing that and just completed that work back in 2000 and the early part of 2021 with over 600,000 tons of concrete uh, demolished. Uh, a lot of it brought next door to the Jim Toby Lakeview Conservation Area, which I'll talk about in a bit, and almost 100,000 tons of rebar brought out of the site. So as you can imagine, we had massive crews of workers working day in, day out, Monday to Saturday when the weather allowed for it. Uh, from the years of 2018 to 2021 to bring our site to this type of status right here. 
which is kind of a, a site ready for us to be able to use and be able to look at future development and use it as our base or as our blank canvas uh, to create this wonderful waterfront community. I mentioned that we pulled out almost 600,000 tons of concrete uh, as part of the work that we've developed, demolition work that we had completed uh, on this site, removing the subsurface in infrastructure, removing effectively subway tunnels running underneath the ground that would bring water inside and out and out of the uh, out of the coal fire power plant. Uh, we were able to successfully bring 400,000 tons of that concrete, almost just a touch under 400,000 tons of that concrete. Over to just to the right of this photo, there's the brand new Jim Toby Lakeview Conservation Area, which is a new coastal conservation area, which didn't exist 10 years ago, being created by filling the lake in. And what an amazing story of a sustainable reuse to take the foundations of what was an old coal burning power plant and create it in created into a brand new coastal wetlands for fish and wildlife and other habitats to thrive. So in 2020, we won a, a, a Canadian Brownfields Award uh, for our work with the Credit Valley Conservation Authority next door and bringing over a lot of the, the concrete over the site and expediting their process by almost a year. So that was a really exciting and environmental piece as part of the early stages of this project. Additionally, well, that's not our only uh, work we've completed with uh, with CBC and the Credit Valley Conservation Authority next door, we also had the amazing opportunity to daylight a creek that was piped under a former industrial or an industrial facility being the GE Booth Wastewater Treatment Plant next door and bring it back to life, bring it back above ground. This, this creek in the 1960s was piped underneath the wastewater treatment plant, thinking it was a more efficient way to, to be able to deal with water management. But as times grew and as things changed, sustainability became more top of mind. And then through our partnership with the Credit Valley Conservation Authority, we were able to daylight this creek that hadn't existed for such a long time and bring it back to light. And up to this year, which and this is actually an old photo still, but up to this year, uh, we've been able to watch this creek grow. And even since December 24th of last year, I know because of the day right before Christmas, sorry, December 23rd rather of last year, there's actually water running in this creek. And since then we even see lots of wildlife, including fish already making their way back this naturalized area, all flowing into the future Jim Toby Lakeview Conservation Area. So it's another amazing story of, of how we're trying to bring sustainability back to this area, back to this community for what previously was a very much heavy industrial use with the OPG coal fire power plant. So I think I've talked a little bit about how we got to where we are today um, and the work that we've completed today. And I think it's a good time for, for me to talk about the plan to transform this, this former site into this amazing uh, master plan on the shores of Lake Ontario. Um, and it hasn't been an easy feat to get us here. I'd mentioned previously that this site was actually decommissioned in 2008, and we're obviously now in 2022. So it's been a few years to get us to this point in time. Uh, however, very important years and a lot of work completed in that amount of time. The development master plan was something that the basis was set out by the city and the early work by 
but former counselor Jim Toby, whom which is the conservation is being named areas being named after, um, all that work completed by the community was was substantial because when this was shut down, this coal fired power plant, the initial thought was to convert this into another industrial use, another utility use, being a, a gas fired plant to continue to produce power. And Jim Toby and, and the community stepped in and said, "No, we want to be part of this community. We want to step in. We want to." We want to make this a place for people to reconnect with the water. And over the next almost decade, uh, they worked on a different development master plan. Not different, but but the, the, the first development master plan called Inspiration Lakeview. And Inspiration Lakeview ultimately was handed over to the purchasers, which is us as Lakeview Community Partners, uh, when we purchased the property. And we brought forward uh, our own development master plan approved by council in 2019, um, which really brought forward those kind of initial ideas uh, of active connections, of sustainability, of connecting people with the waterfront, of bringing the waterfront trail back to the waterfront and really solidify them in a way that we felt was meaningful and very much achievable. And so in 2019, I'd mentioned this plan went forward to council and was unanimously endorsed and certainly an exciting moment for the project and a, and a way for us to proceed on a, a plan that, that's really uh, widely widely brings excitement to everyone in the city of Mississauga. Uh, so just at a high level, I've included a few statistics here. The plan is, as it's shown on the screen here, is 8,050 residential units. And we're working towards each individual block and site plan applications on, on how we kind of get there. And I'll talk about that later a bit. Um, 1.8 million square feet of employment space is, uh, I think, a really important aspect to talk about. You'll see on the right side a, a little call out there called Innovation District. Um, as part of the work that was completed through the Inspiration Lakeview Master Plan, it was identified that there needed to be a, a place here for not just people to live, not just people a place for people to, to shop and, and, and whatnot, but there also needs to be a place for people to work to create this 15-minute city. Uh, and so uh, the right side of the site adjacent to the GE Booth Wastewater Treatment Plant was designated as part of the Lakeview Innovation District. And uh, we're looking at up to 1.8 million square feet of employment space there, which is really exciting, up to 9,000 long-term jobs. Um, we have about 2,000 square feet of retail space, most of that located in that Lakeview Square area, shown at the bottom here a little bit. I'm not sure if you can see my cursor. Hopefully you can. Um, the idea with the retail here is too often we see communities built one one tower at a time, um, one building at a time, and the retail is not thought about in a fulsome way. The benefit we had here is that we were able to come forward and create a retail space that was really curated. We were able to look at the whole plan and say, okay, we could put retail in every single building, but what's that really going to get us? And the answer is you'll get a lot of small uses you'll get some convenience stores you'll likely get some some things such as such as barber shops or or some ancillary uses but no real cohesion to to how that retail all plays together we see that in a lot of places in the gta the us and certainly around the world and so what we did is we took this lakeview square area which i'll show some renderings later on and we're able to 
really curate that retail space and, and focus our retail all in one area as to try to have a square and a place for people to congregate. And we have some visioning on what that can look like. And finally, the very, I'm sorry, I should, I, I skipped 20,000 anticipated residents. Uh, that's about the, the amount of population through that 8,050 residential units and 10 to 12 acres are designated for campus and cultural lands kind of in the southeast corner of the site. Uh, so we're excited to bring those on board and look to, to be able to bring cultural uses uh, or post-secondary uses to this area. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So at a high level, that's what our development master plan looks like today. Um, I believe my next slides are, are looking at, at some of our visioning for our parks, our open spaces, and, and all those things I just talked about. So I just talked about uh, some of the making this new place by the lake uh, somewhere that people want to spend time reconnecting the waterfront trail. Um, this is just a, a a little bit of an image of of one of the one of the the many parks we have at Lakeview Village down by the water. This one specifically is uh, right beside the inlet channel where the old coal fired power plant used to take uh, used to take the water into the power plant. And so we're repurposing that channel that was previously man-made into this amazing pier, amazing place to, for people to enjoy the outdoors. And, and you'll see that we have a substantial amount of park space as part of our plan and a substantial amount of animation that we're working through with the city of Mississauga right now to try to deliver that. Another really important part, uh, part of the work that we're doing is is being able to connect people to Lakeshore Road. So in the site context, you would have seen we're, we're all south of Lakeshore Road. Um, and it's really great for us to have waterfront water or waterfront parks rather. However, uh, it's difficult for us to really connect people with those waterfront parks. There isn't a, a, a cohesive way for people to walk down to the park, this parks. So Ogden Park is our large vista, which brings people down from Lakeshore Road, down through the, the range we lands just north of us and then finally through the Lakeview site to connect with these waterfront parks. And we're excited about this green connection that was really thought through initially uh, in the inspiration of Lakeview Master Plan and brought forward in this, this form of Octane Park. Waterway Commons, another amazing park uh, that we're working on. It's, it's kind of the, the, we'll call it four season park that we're envisioning here down at Lakeview. The one thing that many of you I'm sure know uh, through spending time on the waterfront, whether it's in Mississauga, Toronto, or other places, is it's absolutely beautiful when it's 32 degrees outside in August. However, it's not exactly the same way if you're in the middle of winter. It's sometimes a little bit, uh, a little bit cold, a little bit uh, uninviting at that point in time. So uh, this waterway common is meant to uh, show people that give people a place to be in those colder months, uh, going east and west, kind of down the center of this the site. And then finally, I've talked, I talked already about Lakeview Square. This is a really exciting part of the project that we want to be able to, to kind of showcase, kind of highlight. Um, Lakeview Square is, is really a place for, a, for people to gather the heart of the community. We really wanted it to have that kind of European feel when people are in places in Europe and they go to the piazza, whether it's in Italy or Spain or or in France, it's really a place for people to gather and to be outside together. And, and we wanted to create this place for people to gather. And that's what Lakeview Square is. It's the heart of the project. It's a place for people to come and, and shop and enjoy a bite to eat, maybe grab a, a drink uh, on, a, on a nice evening as well. And we have a few ideas of how we were able to animate that, whether it's in the day or in the evening, make it a fully animated space, of course, framed with, with residential mixed-use buildings adjacent to it. 
And of course, it's all part of park space that's also being conveyed to the CMS Saga. So what an opportunity for us to be able to have not just an outdoor market in times that, that it's busy, but also a place for people to play when it is, to, when it's a time on a Tuesday or a Wednesday when it's certainly not as busy. So certainly part of the vision is what does this look like when we have 100 people down here? What does this look like when we have 10 people down here? It's got to feel like it's the right size, which we feel we've achieved at this point in time. Uh, and of course, we want to be able to program it at all time or at all times. So it feels like it's an intimate place inviting for people to come down to. And just another view looking from our pier with our social steps, making people feel like they're coming down to the water uh, as well uh, and kind of showing how our Lakeview Square outlets into those social steps and down to the water. And that was a really strong move brought forward by our master plan architect from Sazaki using some inspiration from a, a project in Mississauga called Riverwalk, or sorry, not Mississauga, Chicago, sorry, called Riverwalk. And finally, we have uh, the crown jewel, we'll call it, of the parkland and the work being completed on the parks here at Lakeview, which is the pier. The pier is a remnant of the coal fire, fire power plant. The ships would actually come and more to the more to this pier uh, that you kind of see in the center of the screen. And what would happen is that the coal would be dropped off into these large hoppers that were on on top of the pier, uh, and then through a system of conveyor belts that were inside the pier, be brought to the end of the pier, and then it would be deposited on site and stockpiled to burn. And so we have this amazing concrete base, which certainly doesn't look like this right now, but but what an opportunity for us to be able to create an amazing, amazing space on the shores of, of Mississauga, about 400 meters uh, into Lake Ontario to make people feel like they're on a boat, even if they don't have the ability to be on a boat in any way, shape or form. Uh, so we're really excited about this, this, uh, this aspect coming forward in the project uh, and really excited about working through with the city of Mississauga on the design of this pier. We've talked a lot about parks. Um, I think it's really important for us to kind of point out that there is a large amount of land uh, that was conveyed from Lakeview Community Partners over to the city of Mississauga as part of our purchase of this land. Uh, you'll see on the left, uh, there's a, a bit of a highlight and I think it's fuchsia or purple there, uh, showing the lands that are being conveyed to the city. And it's not atypical for land to be conveyed to the city, certainly not parkland in, in a subdivision. And certainly Mississauga doesn't have a whole ton of subdivisions left around. Uh, so it's not quite as common as it, as it might've been in the, the 70s, 80s and 90s. But what is really unique about this is on the Western or on the Eastern part of the site, rather, it's not only parkland that's being conveyed, you see buildings kind of on the Southeast portion. And those lands include campus lands, as well as cultural lands, which was something that was envisioned in the Inspiration Lakeview Master Plan, that it's not just about putting parks forward, because we could create parks at the end of the day on the waterfront at, at any new project, but we wanted to make it a place that was able to be activated and so we we're able to convey as part of our 67 acres a, a vast amount of uh, waterfront cultural and innovation corridor lands as well which i'll talk about in a minute in terms of our vision for some of those in our visioning with the city of mississauga 
this is just an overall view showing a bit of that conveyance, showing that all this waterfront land south of this road uh, will actually be ultimately conveyed to the city of Mississauga. And what an amazing opportunity, not only to connect people back to the lake, but also connect people with brand new conservation areas next door in the Jim Toby Lakeview Conservation Area and with the park systems already in place at Lake from Promenade Park just west of this site as well. So I talked about cultural innovation and institutional lands being conveyed uh, to the city of Mississauga. And one of the ideas for this cultural hub, which has been thought about for a long time uh, through the Inspiration Lakeview Master Plan and our, and our master plan is the idea of a cultural hub. I get asked a lot, what's a cultural hub? And it's a great question because it, it's really a, a unique opportunity. It can meet a lot of things, but at its inception, a cultural hub is a place for people who are creative to create, whether that's through uh, through music, whether that's through painting, whether that's through fabrication. That's what a cultural hub it is. It's a place for people with great culture, with great uh, uh, innovative and creative minds to come together and create a place. So what does that mean in terms of having built form? It's one thing to say, okay, we wanna be able to have a cultural hub and it's a place for people to think about things and to be creative, but they can do that anywhere. So why is this different? And the reason is we wanna create a type of space that's able to, to bring this creativity uh, to, to light and, and to really empower these artists to come down and create down here in Mississauga. So one of the models that we're looking at in this cultural hub is a atelier model. And you'll see we have Artscape there. Uh, Artscape certainly a partnership we've had in the past. Uh, we're, exp we're exploring partnerships with other arts groups as well uh, to determine kind of who the right group is. But what an atelier model is at its inception is it's a place for people to create, uh, to create uh, uh, together. Uh, and so to give you an example, what that would look like if we're in Mississauga and this atelier is placed in Mississauga and let's say we're in Streetsville and the city of Mississauga Parks Department says, hey, we want a bench in Streetsville, but we want it to look like a piece of art. They could use this atelier, whether it's art run by Artscape or someone else to to effectively commission this bench to be created down at Lakeview and then brought up to Streetsville to ensure that this artwork and this creativity is being kept here, being created in Mississauga, and then not being exported to other places, or it's not, we're not hiring Toronto artists, for example, to be able to create this artwork in other places. We want to make this art, we want to have this creativity fostered here in Mississauga. Uh, and unfortunately, in the past, we've seen lots of these types of models being established in places like Toronto and even Hamilton, but the amazing Mississauga arts and culture community doesn't always get the same opportunity. And we're hoping to change that through this cultural hub and potentially through this atelier model. The innovation district is also a large part of the lands that are being conveyed to the city of Mississauga. And at its inception, the idea for the innovation district is a, is a place for minds to come together, a place for creativity to be fostered, uh, whether it's through business or through post-secondary. So we've certainly had conversations up to this point in time with various post-secondary institutions. Of course, we know groups like Sheridan, uh, groups like uh, groups like uh uh, UFT Mississauga certainly already have a presence in Mississauga, but we're reaching out to others as well. And, and that would be a, an amazing thing for us to be able to see a, another post-secondary campus down here at Lakeview on the shores of Lake Ontario. That would be amazing. 
But alternatively, there's also the ability for us to create an innovation district, an innovation corridor. Perhaps it's a large scale business that comes in and wants to be able to foster a new type of a new type of workplace. And that's something that we're working together with economic development of the city of Mississauga with right now to determine what is the right use for this. Perhaps it is post-secondary, perhaps it is a large business, perhaps it's something else. And we're working through those details right now with the city to make sure that we bring the right type of use here in the innovation district right on the water in Mississauga and at Lakeview. And finally, the last item I'll talk a little bit about um, as part of uh, the, the conveyance lands and part of what we're conveying to the city of Mississauga is our district energy facility. Uh, it's a really exciting piece of technology uh, that's part of this project that, that's really been fostered and worked on a heck of a lot over the last few years. Um, what district energy is for anyone unaware uh, at its inception is it's a, seat of, it's a series rather of heating and cooling pipes that are housed in the roads uh, as part of this community and instead of having boilers and chillers on top of each individual residential building or commercial building, everything's housed in a central plant. And that's what we're looking at right here is what we're calling the sustainability hub, which will be the future home of district energy. Uh, and what will happen ultimately with this district energy system is in the in, in the inception, it'll be boilers and chillers in a central location, which is of course already much better than our business as usual. But ultimately we wanna have the ability to use the effluent, uh, which is the product that comes out of the wastewater treatment plant at the end of, of cleaning uh, all the waste that comes into it and use it as a heat, so heat source and sink at the end of the day uh, to be able to heat and cool uh, this entire community in a carbon neutral way. So really excited about our discussions with the city of Mississauga, with the region of Peel, uh, and with our partner N-Wave on advancing this building and this system. And, and by all accounts, it's, it's a really amazing piece of sustainability and a really huge piece of infrastructure. It looks like it's going to go forward for the first time in Mississauga. Uh, and what a unique opportunity and something that we're very excited about. <clears throat> Next, I'll, I won't lament on this one too much, but what type of urban community wants a suburban school? Uh, and the answer is none. And so through our talk with the Peel District School Board, there was a request uh, from Lakeview Community Partners to provide land for the use of a school. Uh, kindergarten to grade eight is the requirement uh, for the amount of residents that we're bringing to this community. And so what we did with the, with, um, with Peel District School Board was we were able to negotiate with them and put forward a four acre urban school model, the first of its kind in Peel region. And that's something we're really excited about because we, we felt in an urban community that it would be a real miss for us to have two acres of parking lot uh, and a massive one story school. So instead we said, hey guys, like let's work on this. Let's make this so it's similar to the built form around us and let's make it really a unique school, something that hopefully we can replicate in other parts of Peel region in the future. So that's something we're working right now uh, with Peel District School Board through. And finally, I can't believe I'm at almost the end of my presentation already, unless it's spoken really quickly, um, but I have a bit of a video to show you guys on Lakeview Village. And then I think we'll kind of be at our Q&A probably a bit earlier than we would have liked, but that's all right. So I'll just play this video right now for you guys kind of outlining uh, Lakeview Village and some of the aspects that I might've missed in my presentation. It's a new day on the shores of Lake Ontario and a new beginning for Mississauga, a city on the move. 
Welcome to Lakeview Village, a 177-acre master-planned mixed-use community at an incredible waterfront location. Imagine, 64 acres of coastal wetlands, four large park networks, over 45 acres of green space, and 3.5 kilometers of new waterfront trail, bringing the Great Lakes Waterfront Trail back to the water. Lakefront Park will provide recreation for all seasons and ages, kayaking, paddleboarding, a pebble beach, places to picnic in a boardwalk for your morning run or evening stroll. Ogden Park leads you to the waterfront through a river of green with places to play and views of the lake. The vision for Lakeview Village is a complete community with parks and trails to get outdoors, shops and restaurants at your doorstep, a revitalized pier, a cultural center, a variety of housing, and the Lakeview Innovation District a 20-acre tech and research center with a unique cluster of businesses, organizations, and a talented workforce driving innovation. Providing over 9,000 jobs, the Innovation District will be an engine to fuel economic growth for the city. Strategically located in close proximity to Pearson International Airport and an advancing transit and mobility network, this district will become one of the largest hubs for innovation in Canada, attracting leading tech oh, oh, and multinational oh, oh. companies. There we go. This business ecosystem will jumpstart a technology and sustainability revolution for the city of Mississauga, paving the way for creative problem solving in climate change, energy resilience, the advancement in medical technologies, and the preservation of our Great Lakes. Collaboration is at the core of the Innovation District. Architectural excellence combined with state-of-the-art design will create a place for inventors and imaginators to network, engage, and drive global business innovation. The Sustainability Center will act as a beacon for change, a place for education and knowledge sharing to empower the public and our youth. This is an eco-evolution in action the hub is where business and social intersect with meeting rooms, conference facilities, flexible event space, and a cafe where networking, partnerships, and connections are made. The Artscape Atelier will be a makerspace for creative placemaking, public art creation, and artistic visioning. Right next door to the hub is Lakeview Square, a central gathering place with local shops and restaurants, farmers markets, musical events, pop-ups, and festivals. Lakeview Village is a community for your weekend or workday. Walk or bike to work, grab your morning coffee, head to a patio, this is life by the lake. There is a brighter future at Lakeview Village, a connected waterfront, new transit options, housing for first-time homebuyers and seniors, jobs and new businesses for the city of Mississauga. This will be the most transformative waterfront community in Canada delivering economic prosperity to the city and beyond. Let's meet at the water. Let's get together at Lakeview Village. Perfect. So, um, thought I had one more slide in here actually, uh, just talking about our timeline a little bit, but I can, I can do that. Uh, to speed by speaking a little bit and kind of mapping out a little bit where we are today and, and where we are moving forward, which I think is extremely important. 
So as I had mentioned earlier in our project, um, we've had the opportunity to have our master plan endorsed by council uh, back in 2019. Unfortunately, that was right before COVID uh, and things came to a bit of a slow after that, but finally we were able to, to start working on some of our development applications. The, the endorsement of that master plan allowed us to start our actual formal uh, planning process, and I won't bore you, everyone on the call with it, but effectively uh, we had to do an official plan amendment and submit a draft plan of subdivision and, and get some rezoning on this site. Uh, which we're now finally just getting through. Now we just had all that kind of tied up back in February, uh, which is really exciting. And then in terms of a, from a physical presence, um, we have uh, started some of our earthworks on site, which means we're grading all of the site. I've mentioned all the concrete removal and work that we had, we had completed there. Uh, we're now at the point that we're actually moving dirt around the site and hoping to service for next year. And I'd be remiss to mention, and I know a few people uh, on this call already have been uh, had an opportunity to stop at our Discovery Center right at the corner of Hydro and Lakeshore. Just the Discovery Center is the home of the project for years to come, uh, a place for us to greet people, a place for us to be able to really teach people about this community when I don't have opportunities like this to do that. And ultimately also a place for people to come and uh, and look at units and, and purchase units and that type of thing as well uh, over the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, so I think with that, it's a pretty good overview of, of where we are at Lakeview, where we were in the past. And I think the large takeaway is that there's a huge amount of work that's been completed uh, since the, uh, the the demolition of the coal-fired power plant and even before that um, and bringing us to today. And it's been almost 15 years at this point uh, to get us to this point in time. But what an amazing story. What an amazing ride. And uh, what an amazing project that we hope will transform uh, the shores of Mississauga and really be a, a beacon uh, for waterfront development uh, in Mississauga, the region of Peel, uh, and across Toronto, the GTA, and hopefully Canada and the world as well. So I'll uh, end it there, and I guess it's time for some Q&A. Well, thank you, Matthew. And uh, what an amazing transformation. I, I, I stood there and watched the four sisters come down and to to think, uh, uh, you know, these many years later where we're at now and, and this vision, this plan that's in place to see this incredible transformation from heavy industry to, you know, every amenity that we could look for in our landscape, whether, you know, cultural and recreation, but also places to live and work and innovation. It's, 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 it's amazing. What caught my, my eye particularly, and I know it's a, it's a concept drawing, but you're one of the peers showing the tall ship uh, tied to it. I, I was like, oh, what a wonderful idea that would be. <laughs> Just a neat way to kind of express and connect to uh, uh, kind of the wider, wider world and showcase what Mississauga has to offer. And this pier is a, an exciting opportunity, I think. So uh, kudos to the work that's been Done, but I know it's you know you're still yet at the beginning, right? So you've got uh, years ahead of you in terms of this development. So uh, maybe we can end on this, and it's not uh, it's not a question that's come in, but one that uh, just popped in my brain from what we had talked about at the beginning, uh, before we went live, was uh, the Discovery Center, and uh, that mm -hmm. was a little bit of your baby, uh, as yeah. you said, something you're very proud of. Um, throw it out there maybe just as an open invitation for people to come see it what can what what can they expect at the discovery center and and uh you know maybe maybe from your end just to have an open invitation for people to engage with you yeah as, as for well. sure yeah absolutely so the discovery center was really a it's an interesting building because i've worked on a, a lot of development projects and, and often like if you build a sales center you build it for three years and 
it's gone after three years and you're building your community afterwards and, and that's it at the end of the day. It's a, a very unique building because we wanted it to be a home of the project for the next upcoming 10, 15, hopefully not 20 years, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so call it 10 to 15 years. We'd love it to be the home of the project. It needs to be a place for people to come and to learn about everything that's going on here at Lakeview. Uh, and so we completed the building in November of last year. Uh, well, I'll call it completed at November of last year. I, I had more work to do after that, but not for you guys to worry about. Uh, and uh, and we formally started inviting people inside the building as of June. Right now, our office hours are, are fairly limited, uh, only because we uh, were kind of feeling out like how when people want to come in and whatnot. Um, we're open Monday to Friday uh, from about 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. Uh, for the time being. Uh, but we also have one of our builders, Tridel, previewing their units uh, as they're planning to go to sale likely sometime in early October. And they're open Monday or sorry, Monday to so Monday to Thursday, close Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, uh, about noon to six every day as well. So the, the building's effectively open six days a week for you to come in and, and learn, but uh, or come in and see everything. But if you'd like to have a little bit of a, uh, someone walk you through the plan and all that stuff. Uh, my uh, colleague Katarina is there uh, Monday to Friday, uh, eleven till four ish. And I was going to say it's a it's already being used by the community as well. I, I know that you've had some yeah. meetings and uh, uh, from a heritage bend for those in South Mississauga, the Mississauga South Historical Society just had a meeting there. Uh, I believe last week or the week before. Uh, I think it was uh, was it not? I think it was Monday this week. Was it not? Maybe I'm wrong. I was I, I was I was off sick and I didn't attend, so I, okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but uh, but uh, it, it's open and people are yeah. engaging with it, and, um, and and it's a wonderful space. So yeah, and, and maybe I'll add in as well, like uh, further to to our, our invite for people to come down to the Discovery Center. We also not so much in the fall and the winter because it's fall and winter, but in the summer we certainly host a, a very various series on site to invite people to reconnect with the community. I'm sure any of you that live in South Mississauga know that we plant planted sunflowers the last few years to invite people down uh, to take some photos uh, with those sunflowers. Bring your best Instagram game uh, and, and post it. Post a photo if you'd like. Uh, we also have a, a lot of artwork that we've completed uh, over the last few years. Uh, over the, since 2019, we've had a strong partnership with a group called Artscape of Toronto. Uh, and they've hired over the past three years, three years, I think it is. Uh, they've hired over 25 artists to come down on site and do various murals and, and digital murals. And, and those are posted across the site as well as the sculpture. So that's something really fun to come down and see. And then finally, uh, and it just ended a little while ago. And I know uh, a few of the folks here got the chance to go and, and have a chance to attend our Sunsets and Sounds music series. But every summer we've hosted a Sunsets and Sounds music series, inviting the community to come down uh, and be able to listen to some music. Uh, on site and be able to to maybe have a bite to eat, maybe a, a drink from a local brewery as well, and, and really reconnect people with the area. And it's been hugely successful, uh, even though I'm not able to attend most of the time, but I've heard it's been hugely successful, uh, fortunately, uh, and, and really a great way for us to really be able to reconnect people uh, with this piece of land that's just been sitting for a long, long time and, and before sitting coal fire power plant all gated up, right? So we welcome you all down to site. We welcome you to reconnect with this 
piece of property and, and with uh, Lakeview Village and excited to see this plan go forward. What a, what a, what a great uh, note to, to end on. So with that, Matthew, thank you so much uh, for sharing the, 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 the vision, the plan, uh, for sharing your time. Um, and we really look forward to uh, seeing Lakeview Village develop and become an incredible part of the city of Mississauga. So uh, thank you very much and best of luck. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us today for our 2022 Placemaking Webinar Series. We would like to thank Matthew Marsilli for joining us today to share this informative presentation on building healthy communities and the future of Lakeview. Heritage Mississauga would also like to thank the Ontario Trillium Foundation's Resilient Communities Fund for their financial support to help us bring a sense of place to a wider audience with this webinar series. Join us next week as we welcome Ben Phillips for his webinar, 2051 Planning for Mississauga's Future, on Wednesday, September 28th at noon. Register at Eventbrite today.